Welcome to the Hoosier Ag Today Tuesday podcast on the 16th of January, 2024. I'm Andy Eubank, the Hat Podcast brought to you by First Farmers Bank and Trust. Experience banking built on heart, grit, and agriculture. FFBT.com for more and stop by your local branch to talk about your ag operation today. Eric Pfeiffer checking in with the news today, including a closer look at the record corn and soybean crops last year and what it means for the markets. Chief Meteorologist Ryan Martin says cold continues the next two days. And on a holiday Monday, the markets were closed. We'll have recent crop report reaction from analyst John Zanker on the Who's Your Ag Today Tuesday podcast. At First Farmers Bank and Trust, we know that when agriculture thrives, we all do. It's the heart and grit of our agriculture cultural communities that keep the crops coming in and the livestock cared for day and night. That's why we build financial solutions around the needs and schedules of our ag clients. If you're looking for a financial partner that has over 135 years experience in understanding and supporting agriculture, we want to hear from you. Let's harvest success together. First Farmers Bank and Trust, member FDIC, equal opportunity lender. In Indiana, there isn't a country road, county highway, or interstate where you don't pass a farm. I'm Bruce Kettler, President and CEO of the Agribusiness Council of Indiana. Those of us involved in agribusiness understand the importance of our industry. ACI exists to advocate for the needs of our members and the whole of Indiana agribusiness at the Statehouse and beyond. We hope you'll join us. Visit our website, inagribiz.org, to get your membership started today. The Agribusiness Council of Indiana, strengthening and connecting Indiana agribusiness. Bids are being accepted now for 346 acres of Indiana farmland. Halderman Real Estate Services brings you an opportunity to own top quality farmland in Carroll County, featuring four sizable tracts of tillable cropland and grain bin totaling over 346 acres. Visit Halderman.com for information on the Flora Group Legacy Auction. Bids will be accepted until January. January 31st at 5 p.m. Eastern Time. Visit Halderman.com or call A.J. Jordan, 317-697-3086. Equal housing opportunity. Record corn and soybean yields in Indiana and a controversial legal doctrine with big impacts to agriculture could be changing. I'm Eric Pfeiffer. This is Hoosier Ag Today. USDA reported a record large corn crop across the U.S. on Friday, with records also being recorded here in Indiana. Hoosier corn growers pushed over the 200 bushels per acre mark for the first time, with a statewide average of 203. Indiana soybean growers pushed the record mark to 61 bushels per acre. Nationally, the average yield was estimated at a record high 177.3 bushels per acre, while soybean yield was estimated at 50.6. When those numbers were released at noon Eastern Time Friday, it was immediately bearish for the grain markets. Economist Brian Basting with Advanced Trading tells Hoosier Ag today that these record crops harvested in the fall are a big change from the past three years, and they could have a big impact on future trade. If we look at the stocks-to-use ratio for corn now, for example, it's at uh, 15%. And what I remind your listeners, each of those last three years, it was under 10%. So we're basically increasing the stocks to use ratio from under 10% to 15% and the carryouts going from just over 1 billion bushels now to just over 2 billion bushels, nearly doubling. Speaking with us following the report on Friday, 
Basting provided his best marketing advice going forward. I strongly encourage your listeners to, to defend their balance sheets uh, using some marketing tools because uh, you know, we just got to gotta respect what the market's telling us and not saying it can't go higher at some point. Obviously, it will reach a point where it's a good value level, but we haven't certainly found that yet today. Be sure to catch the Hoosier Ag Today podcast each and every weekday as we chat with a different market analyst each day for their insights. Tune in at HoosierAgToday.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Farmers, the Fort Wayne Farm Show celebrates 35 great years at the Allen County War Memorial Coliseum, January 16th, 17th, and 18th. Plan now to attend this huge three-day event featuring the area's largest variety of farm equipment and services and the latest technology. Register to win the grand prize, a Toro MyRide Zero Turn Lawnmower, courtesy of Plevna Implement. Admission is free. The Fort Wayne Farm Show at the Allen County War Memorial Coliseum. Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday this week open Wednesday night till 8. A controversial legal doctrine with wide-ranging impacts may soon come to an end. Travis Cushman, Deputy General Counsel for Litigation and Public Policy with the American Farm Bureau, explains the premise of the Chevron Deference Doctrine, a little-known legal policy with big effects on agriculture. What it does is it instructs courts to defer to a federal agency's interpretation of a legal statute. Unfortunately, what it has done in practice is it's led to the creation of a super branch of government and the burgeoning of the administrative state. What happens is federal agencies are able to interpret and craft the laws as they see fit without input from Congress or the role of the judiciary in providing a check on federal agencies. Cushman says the case could have pretty significant far-reaching impacts on how government operates, returning greater power to Congress and the courts and making it harder for federal agencies to push their power. That means the governing agencies that regulate agriculture will have much less ability to arbitrarily enact laws they shouldn't be doing, including many key environmental statutes like the Clean Water Act and the Endangered Species Act. Oral arguments on the doctrine will be heard in the Supreme Court this week. And the Fort Wayne Farm Show kicks off today. It runs through Thursday. They'll be open until 8 on Wednesday at the Allen County War Memorial Coliseum. I'll be roaming around the show here today. Hope to see you around. I'll be spending some time at the Louis Dreyfus booth as well. Stop by and say hi. I'm Eric Pfeiffer, Hoosier Ag Today, Indiana's Farm Network. Let's face it, operating a farm isn't going to get any less expensive this year. That's why an operating loan from Farm Credit Bid America is built to give you more cash back and more flexibility in how you are able to manage your funds. Learn more at fcma.com operating and get an operating loan that pays you back. Loan subject to credit approval. Additional terms and conditions may apply. Farm Credit Bid America is an equal opportunity lender. The High Ground Podcast. Everything from energy and fuel. It's a Memorial Day weekend, going to be 87 to 89, maybe low 90s all weekend. So we thought we'd bring Scott Heine in. So we'll talk about home heat. <laughs> <laughs> to agriculture. Anytime we can help a farmer grow their business and meet their goals, that's a proud moment for me. And, well, other things. For some reason, like and subscribe. We don't know why, but that's important. We want you to do it on your own, but we're going to tell you. <laughs> Listen now on all platforms. I'm Chief Meteorologist Ryan Martin with Hoosier Ag Today's Indiana Farm Forecast. Moving through your Tuesday, cold air is still in control. We had a little cloud cover come in overnight, a few flurries to start the day, but generally speaking, we're still looking at 
mixed clouds and sunshine for the day here today. Cold air holds through tomorrow before we see a little bit of a reprieve. Temperatures trying to moderate ever so slightly on Thursday. However, when I say moderate, remember, I'm talking about moving us from near zero and the single digits up to maybe around the 20 to 24. And then we move them back the other way pretty quickly as we finish out the week on Friday. On Friday, we're going to be dealing with a little bit of a weather system trying to move through. Clipper system, honestly. A little moisture associated with it. I'm going to keep the door open to some light snow and flurry activity. Nothing more than a coating to an inch. And it's going to be gone quickly. But clouds hold through the day. And then we see a reinforcing shot of cold air going through the weekend and into early next week. Strong north flow means we see lake effect for Friday night and Saturday. And then we just see partly to mostly sunny skies Sunday with the brutal cold coming back. Now, once we get into Monday afternoon, temperatures start to moderate. Southwest flow develops through Monday. And that's going to take temperatures above normal through Monday night and Tuesday. Also bringing some rain up with it. Yep, that's right. I said rain. I'm looking for scattered rain showers Tuesday afternoon, evening on through Wednesday. Could see anywhere from a quarter to probably one inch of rain again by the time we get to Thursday morning to midday. However, this time around, I do not see brutal cold coming in behind this weather system. It's going to be moisture laden for sure, but we're not going to flash freeze it. I think we keep temperatures above normal through the balance of next week and into the following weekend. So winter at least the cold part of winter may try and just keep it to one week or so here this week into the weekend. That's a look at your forecast update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Ryan Martin. This is Hoosier Ag Today's Monday Farm Market Review. I'm Andy Eubank. No markets to report on Monday for the Martin Luther King Jr. holiday, a federal holiday. The markets were closed. But I did check in during the day with analyst John Zanker of Risk Management Commodities to follow up on the Friday USDA reports negative for the markets. John, as we look back at the USDA January reports, plenty of data to talk about. But let's start with the size of last year's U.S. corn and soybean crops, an increase by USDA on Friday. Pretty impressive crops and also a significant impact on the markets Friday and probably going forward. Yes, Andy. I, I I'm not sure it was uh, a disaster, but it was uh, it was not good, and I was very concerned actually um, going into this report. The trade was not showing uh, as far as their average pre-report estimate was at 174.9 on corn, and that that bothered me. I'd been assuming for the last two months that the trade was was expecting a yield increase. So, um, risk management we had raised ours up to. Uh, 170, uh, 175.9, and geez, we were far short at USDA's number of 177.3. So that hit the trade pretty hard. Uh, fortunately, they did raise demand uh, by 75 million bushels, and that helped ease that helped ease the carryout uh, hit. We went from uh, 2.131 to 2.162. So that helped stabilize prices as the day wore on. But um, unfortunately, uh, we're at 37 month lows, and I'm not seeing anything really on the charts, Andy, that's that's going to stop this thing if the funds decide to increase their short position. Which, by the way, it's getting pretty close to the historical high that we saw back in the uh, you know 2019 
time frame. So prior to the report, you were concerned about what it would take to reverse course, reverse trends, and move the markets higher. It sounds like that really hasn't changed, especially now with these new numbers. Yes, I about my only hope. Uh, well, I had a couple. In uh, December, tight pharma holding, I was hoping would have a bigger impact, but it really didn't. And then, of course, we had the Mato Grosso situation in particular going on in Brazil. And uh, once it started raining there, uh, that support level went out. And uh, here we are uh, with the, well, my main concern about the yield being raised was what we were seeing in Indiana and Illinois. Um, we were seeing record yields uh, on the better dirt. We were seeing record yields. And who would have thought that was possible after seeing one of the driest May-June periods, if not the driest May-June period in history. And then we got dry in late August. And here we are, uh, Indiana, with a new record bean yield, uh, also a new record corn yield, 203, previous at 195. So uh, we blew past that. And that was uh, that was my main concern as far as yield going into this report. And the USDA uh, trumped that by quite a bit. So as we look in the near term this week, it is a holiday-shortened week with no markets on the Martin Luther King Monday holiday. Expectations then as we move forward, just uh, in a trading range that may be a little lower than what it was going into last week? I think everybody is aware, unfortunately, that um, as farmers and advisors, we're, we're not uh, – we're not as heavily sold on corn as we should have been. I, I think in general, we're uh, the trade farmers in general, uh, more heavily sold on soybeans, but uh, we have this huge corn crop that just got larger and uh, the trade is fully aware that the farmer is not as far along uh, with his sales as he would like and uh, neither are his marketing advisors. So, you know, we, we, have, a, we have a rough road ahead. And uh, without a scare in South America, um, we may have another 30, 40 cents of downside potential in corn. And, and most of that downside could be a pull from the soybean sector. If you go back to May 31 of this past year, um, we had the nearby contract get down to 11.45. So where it's difficult to find support or, or, or a level to look at on the corn chart, that 11.45 standing out to me is a severe target um for uh for the funds and uh, they just started getting short on soybeans so you take beans down a dollar from here andy i think you have to be prepared for a 30 to 40 cent drop in corn john's anchor there risk management commodities and john's number is 866-837-9027 once again markets closed on monday for the martin luther king jr holiday Opening up Monday night and a full session on Tuesday. I'm Andy Eubank. Who's your ag today? Timely, relevant, credible.